Hey guys, thanks for uh, checking in on Shooting Blanks. Today is the second part of the mental health talk. I sit down with Quake and Victor and we discuss our experience with mental health and the stigmas and experiences and just growing up. Um, very serious, but we are just being honest and I'm glad you guys are going to listen and I hope that this gets more people to talk about it. If there's ever a time that you need to talk, don't hesitate to reach out. Uh, my email, my DMs are always open. We can always figure something out to either FaceTime or talk. Just don't ever think you're alone and we will find somebody to talk to if need be. Thanks guys. So oh, shit. both of you guys, I'm just going to jump into it because I'll edit all that other stuff out. Yeah. Uh, both of you guys are the main ones that reached out about talking about this topic. Um, yeah, this is something sure. that hits home, I'm sure, to a lot of people, but mainly to us three. And I'm pretty sure it's all going to be for different reasons. Uh, I'm completely. Seeing it, and and it's it's all it's all different when it comes to to work and past experiences and everything. And I want you guys to mainly talk about it. I touched on it a little bit. I don't know if you guys had a chance to to hear it. Um, the first episode I did, it was only like 15 minutes long. Um. But I want to know where you guys where you guys are coming from. Um, quick, why don't quick why don't why don't you tell me? Because uh, you were going to do the same thing on your pod uh, as well. And again, feel free to share this on yours with with Sparky Hulk. That'd be freaking great. Um, awesome. Where do you stand? Or not? Where do you stand? I watch you back. Fuck mental health. It's all a joke. You know, but... <laughs> <laughs> no, I will jump off this podcast right now. Right. <laughs> where, where, what's, what's your, what's your take with it? With, with being in the trades. You know what I mean. East Coast, all that fun stuff. Where, where are you at with it? And what do you see? Um, I don't think that is touched on enough. Um, especially being in the trades, man, especially being on like on the East Coast, like I'm not really sure if the whole mentality is still the same. Like, so what come to work? You know what I mean? Like, but it's still like a so what come to work? You know what I mean? And like sometimes you work in places where people have just gotten out of prison. You know what I mean? And their mentality is still prison life and you're trying to work. So nobody has the time to, you know, be dealing with somebody who can be com like possibly hostile or combative. Mm -hmm. Now, then it comes to the point where you have to understand both sides. Why are they like this? You know what I mean? And what can happen maybe on the job that can help him deal with that? You know what I mean? Because it's only on the job and early in the mornings that I see a lot of fights. And like there's this proof, like people want to prove that like you're a man. And that happens, like, maybe it's me and the sites that I'm at, but I always see that. And I think that it's a mental thing. You know what I mean? Because, I like, there's been people I've almost gotten into altercations with, and I just diagnosed, like, you don't have any power anywhere er, anywhere else, so you come to your job to do this. But you're doing it the wrong way. You're just being ex excessively arrogant, and instead of being, like, we have this thing of, like, being so macho. You know what I mean? And like not addressing our feelings and just coming to work. And if I bleed on the job, that's fine. And you know what I mean? I'm not going to look after my wounds. Like, but that doesn't work. You know right. what I mean? We're human beings at the end of the day. And so like being a man is being tough. It's tough being a man. It's not taking anything from being a woman because they bear children and they give life to the world. You know what I mean? Without them, it wouldn't work. But being a man, like we are based 
like our value is based off what we can do. Right. You know what I'm saying? So like, that's a lot. And then if you have to imagine like some people, like I, I can, I come from like hoodish environments. So like you have to deal with like being called like bougie or, you know what I mean? It's they the judgment from other people, no matter no matter what you get. You're you're gonna get that hey. judgment from from being successful, from not being successful, and all that's on a spectrum from somebody who ultimately doesn't fucking matter, anyways. Exactly. And, and that's where it gets fucking hard, you know. And and that's and I'm glad you said that, dude. About being hard being a man. Have you seen that? I don't know. I don't want to call it a meme, but I've read it a lot on Instagram and whatnot. That men are the only ones that are conditionally loved. And that could be yeah. from family, from friends, from everybody, because the second you don't bring something, if your income goes down, if, you know, whatever, whatever it is you're bringing to the table to friends or family, people stop fucking with you. Yeah. And that doesn't happen a lot with, I understand friendships, whatever, with women, and that's what people are going to go with. Yeah, that's fine. But in relationships and everything like that, it's always unconditional when it comes to kids and the the female side of it. But with the men's side, the second you stop where it falters, then it's like, fuck it, get out. You know? Right. And that, that's that's hard, dude. That's fucking hard. Right. And it's it, and it's the acceptance thing. You know yeah. what I mean? You have to accept yourself. You know what I mean? Just like you were saying, like, you're getting opinions from people that really don't fucking matter to begin with. And then you have to work through all of whatever you have gone through possibly as a child unpack that and then get to the point where you realize that people's opinions do not matter yep it's what i believe in what i think of myself and and how i believe in myself now you have to address like the past and what triggers you you know and the hard part yeah yeah and i find like being on a construction site taking taking um Direction is where a lot of people get triggered at. You know, I agree with you 100%. Some people do not like it, especially coming from a. I work grocery, so I get people who come in who, especially during the COVID, people who lost their jobs, construction, or, you know, vice versa, whatever it was, they come in, they don't like me telling them what to do because they were, you know, they were higher up. They were a foreman, they were a manager, they were something. Then I come in, tell them what to do. They're like, why are you telling them what to do? I'm just like, I'm your boss. I need to get done. And I don't know what the issue is. I'm just, I'm not trying to be mean to you or rude to you. I'm just telling you, this is the job, a task. It needs to get done. I'm not trying to be rude. Yeah. But yet they take it the wrong way. Yep. Me coming from a bad background where I came from, I have a lot of issues I deal with daily. You know, I'll let you get back right. to yours. It's just, I have a lot of conditions I deal with. And a lot of my friends don't know about it. This is going to be the first time me speaking about a lot of a lot of stuff. So it's a really touchy subject for me. And I, everything you're saying, you know, it hits because it's true. Being a man is hard. People taking directions is even more difficult for some people. I don't know why. It's just it's the way of life right now. I see. I don't know. Yeah, I just I would to agree with you. I work. I worked in grocery. I was a retail. I was a grocery manager at Harris Teeter. Okay. So so. It's really to to be honest with you, my job is just what jo- was cans on a shelf, boxes on a shelf. Just do it. People don't like doing that. People are like why? Or they go out of pay. The, you're here. To, you're, you're getting paid to do a job. Just do it. 
It's not difficult. I think a lot it's of stuff good. that's happening nowadays with it, uh, people getting mad at you for being just doing your job, trying to get your shit to run smooth. Uh, it's where, and I fall victim to this, and I have to catch myself a lot. It's pride and ego. And it, it, it all ties back to what Quake was saying with being a man, you got to prove yourself to be a man. Uh, to, to this day, being 36 years old, I, 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 I can't say I've stopped doing it. The second I meet somebody, I, that's a lie. The second I meet a man, I figure out if shit hits the fan, what am I going to do? How is it going to go down and how am I going to come out on top? And that's just a survival instinct from where I grew up. Like, you have to know that so you know exactly what to do. Now, that doesn't translate well if you're just kicking it on the job side or doing whatever. But once you you think about that, and then if you're working side by side, like we're electricians or or you're with another manager, you're like, no, I know my job better than you. Now your ego's a little higher. And you're like, oh, you're you're not on my level. Don't tell me what the fuck to do. Now it's just a a pissing contest. And then it's like, well, shit, now now we're just spinning our wheels. We're not doing shit. And we just look foolish and then because we're dealing with that on the job site i'm not saying us is like all three of us but a lot of people do that's when they go home and take it out on people they're comfortable with and that's when and that starts the vicious cycle to the wife the brother the kid you know whatever it is and then you just perpetuate that fucking problem and it's never just like mary i had a tough day can we talk about this can you know let's figure this shit out it's always you don't have time you're a man you got to come home you got to take care of the kids. Everybody wants your attention right now. And if you don't give it to them, then you're fucked. And it's like, right. uh, cool. <laughs> like, I'll go fuck myself then. Like, it's... <laughs> right. Right. You know, I can, and see that, that, that is taking it to a whole bigger perspective because like, when I think, I think about it, like in a sense of like, there's ego and there's pride. And I guess we were taught by our fathers that being a man you always got to be the leader. And that is the furthest thing from the truth. Because being a man, if we're, we're always taught to adapt. You know what I mean? Right. If we need to make more money for our woman, we go out and find a better job. You know what I mean? If we feel, if someone makes fun of us for doing something that uh, it could be on our job that is inadequate or makes fun of our haircut or something like that, Right. We are constantly going to make sure that we are now, bro. Now, bro, I ain't got no hair, so I ain't got no right to talk about nobody here. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like, like yeah. keeping their beard together. They always going to make sure that their beards together. You know what I mean? And they're going to spend the extra money to do to do that. You know. But the thing about it is, like, being a man is being you. You have to know when to be, be a general, but you also have to know to, when to be a, a soldier as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? And the one thing that they taught you in school, and if you have children, they always you you always reminded them that they have to share, they have to work to work well together with other people, even if they don't like them. So it's funny you bring that up, yeah. Because my daughter, she just started working at a retail store, and I taught her the same thing. I taught her go in there, listen to directions, and follow through. Don't be lazy on the job. She's like, but why, Dad? Like because people are going to talk about that. You're new hired. They're teaching you something. Listen to the skill that they're training you on, and then execute it. And she's just like, "But this is not what I really want to do. I want to do animation." But I understand at this moment. But right now, this is your position. Get it done. 
And that's it. Don't ask. Don't be like, oh, I don't want to do this. Oh, I don't want to do that. Just do it. That's not hard. Just right. listen. Right. That's why there's a mentee training you. Eventually, somebody else will get hired, and they're going to pass whatever you learn. They're going to have you teach them because they're going to go on to do something else. Yep. Right. But, yep. Well, I think a lot of it, too, is how is it's not just how we're raised as as boys to men and which is a great band by the way uh it's it's and i fall i can't say i fall victim to this dude it's my daughter she's 16 she has a job she's a waitress at a retirement home so that's good just life experience just to deal with people of all different walks of life and i'm trying to make sure you know like like you guys do with your kids you need to teach them their worth right so when, when we were kids and I remember my parents telling my sister this and, and me being the man or not the man, but I was going to be the man that, like you said, you have to do what you have to for your family. And mm-hmm. as the girls, your husband, boyfriend, whatever is supposed to be end all be all protector, leader, blah, 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 blah. And we're supposed to move mountains for the woman of our life, right? No matter right. what it is, move the mountains, get bloody, sweaty, dirty, Move that mountain. She wants you to move that mountain over there. You go fucking do it. And she's standing on the sidelines and doing her thing. She'll hand you your beer. You'll give her a kiss. It's a good day. Go back to moving that mountain. But what is more worth, what's what, what has more worth and what's more sexy to just to put it out there is you look over and she's moving that mountain with you. That she yeah. understands, just like what you said about being a general and a soldier, that sometimes she's got to do it too. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that is always of you try to talk about your shit, whether it's with your significant other or a close friend or whatever, it, it, it quickly goes from listening to what you're going through as a man to that's cool and all, but here's where I'm having a problem with. So listen to me. And I'm like, ah, okay. <laughs> it's right. It, it, it's, it's a hard dynamic because everybody wants to, we're all teaching our kids almost the same way. If you strip it down to the bare nuts and bolts, it's the same fucking way. But as like you said, and it was a perfect fucking analogy. Share, work well with others, whether you like them or not. You'll learn to have that respect. You'll learn all that stuff as a kid. The second you get out of high school, fuck everybody and handle yourself. Yeah. That's not what I was just taught for 18 years. (laughs) Now I have to adapt. Now I'm an asshole for no fucking reason because everyone else is an asshole. And cool. (laughs) Right, right. Right. Most of my friends come from work, like you were saying. After I graduated, you know, I, we all lost track with each other, and I met most of my friends now with who I work with. Those are like my friends. My at work and then outside of work, go grab beers, go do this, go do that. And then there's this. It's just weird, man. How you can think, oh, this is my friend for life. You know, I mean, everybody has that. I'd say I don't, but other people do have that friend that they've known since elementary, and they've grown up together, and all that fun stuff. But me. No, I, I grew up, it's going to get shitty real quick, but I grew up in and out of shelters. I grew up as a, just a mom alcoholic, not really caring. Uh, I was kept in a garage, just, just fucked up. I was like, hi, as a grandparent, as my grandparents, they kept me in a garage. They wouldn't let me go inside the house. Eat. They put my plate out on the floor on, on a, open the door, put the plate out there. Like, I was a prisoner. Come on, I'm I'm a fucking child. I'm fucking five years old. Why am I going through this? Why am I going to school, kindergarten, or whatever? I'm coming home, going in the back, full weeds till, you know, nightfall. And then here's your food. 
Now go sleep on the, go take a shower real quick. They give me like, I swear, an inch of water to take mm. a bath in. And then they put me back outside there into the um, garage and sleep there. And here, uh, if you have to go bathroom, there's a can. Piss and shit in a can. Damn. Damn, that's rough, bro. dude. It's I'm, I know we're here to talk about mental health and that's part of it, though. Thing, but that's a hundred percent part of it, dude. And, isn't and so, that it? how does that affect your day to day now? Because clearly, you're a great dad. You're you're married yeah, now. You bro. have your daughter who's eighteen. I can guarantee you, she's not sleeping and pissing in a can in a garage. No, you know what I mean. I learned from I learned from that. I learned from like it took me a while to learn from that. I, I didn't understand. I asked my, uh, it's funny because my sister and I were talking about this maybe a couple of weeks ago, talking about how it's weird how we, as a kid, I thought that was normal. I thought, wow, this, this is normal. As I grew up and got older, I'm like, that ain't normal. You don't treat a fucking child that way. That's, how can no one call the police? You know, how are you going to let a kid sleep shit in the fucking can? And now as I grew up, I realized that that's, I would never do that. I would never, ever do that my daughter had had kids i would never treat my grandkids that way right here you sleep out here you go pull weeds out back all night and do i still battle with it yeah it's it's a constant battle every day for me man it's fucked up so how have how have you made peace with it now being older and an adult and having a functioning life i deal with it every day um i i took notes because i wanted to make sure i captured everything there you you go um it's, it's me. I try. I fight those demons off every day, man. I, I smile on the outside, but inside, it's fucking. I keep it bottled up. It just sucks, man. I put on a happy face for my for my daughter. I put on a happy face for all my coworkers at work. I was like, oh, Victor's so nice, he's so sweet, and you know, I always get compliments. Oh, you're one of the nice person people I know, and you know, they don't know inside. I'm just like, just like kind of put it like robin williams you know he's always smiling trying to make everybody else happy but no one knows what he's really going through you know yeah that's how i think that's how a a lot of people are uh for a lot of different reasons you know and for a man it's difficult because you can't it's fucked up because it's it's like taboo you can't talk about it you can't be like you know what i don't feel good i I feel like shit you know you can't really talk to people they'll be like what's wrong with you that shouldn't bother you. That was when you were a child. Grow up. Yeah. You didn't experience that. You yeah, didn't understand that. Nah. But what if your you growth know? was stunted because of those very things? So how can yeah. you grow up? What if you don't know how to grow up? You that is yeah. the very reason why you're saying something because you don't necessarily exactly. know how to grow from that situation. That doesn't no. like. And see, that comes from the you got to be a man. Being a man is understanding someone else's vulnerability and not making fun of it. Mm-hmm. When does making fun of somebody else make you more of a person? You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah like, no, bro, I agree. See, you talking about that, like, goodness gracious, man. It, it like, because, like, I thought, like, my upbringing was bad, bro. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I thought the same, like, yo, like, dog, if you love me, why would you do such a thing? You know what I'm saying? And to hear that, I was like, what the fuck? Why would somebody do that? Right. You know what I mean? And then they don't know the long-lasting effects of something that they were feeling in the present moment. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yo. My story's fucked up, man. It gets deeper, man. My story's fucked. This is the tip of the iceberg, man. I'm just... This is just as a... 
this is just like not even from 10 years old yet man this is just as a straight up child not even hitting my teens yet it's it just got progressively worse and worse and worse and worse and worse because i felt like my grandparents didn't care because you know how they kept me like a little caged animal as a kid i i remember this one moment it's weird it's just it's just weird to me because my mom she let me uh, inside the house one time and she let me sit on the couch i never got to sit on the couch i was oh if, I, if they ever let me in i had to sit on the on a stool in the kitchen and that's it i can't go any further and if i did go further it's because i had to go it's because i had to go pee during the day but my mom let me in she let me do my thing she let me hang out all night because my grandparents were away and then they came back and one of my um cousins who lived there at the time decided to tell my grandma and grandpa that oh victor was in the house so what they decided to do was take me outside because I decided I wanted to be in the house is to woke me up early in the morning because it, was, it, was, it wasn't daylight yet, turned on the water hose and sprayed me down like a fucking dog because I just my mom let me in the house. They're like, you can't be in the house. You know better. You should be outside. You should be in the garage. You know not to disrespect our house that way. And that still to this day hurts. Like, why would you wake me up at fucking 4 o'clock in the morning just to hose me down? I don't give and a fuck if it's 4 o'clock in the afternoon. They the shouldn't pull you outside to spray you with the fucking hose. Yeah, it, <laughs> it, yeah the, the time, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, just doing that in general is unacceptable. But I want to tell you something, bro. Like, the fact that you're here talking about it, you made it through that, bro. Like, it's going to give somebody some strength, bro. Like, and you That's got a platform to even speak, to speak about it. Yep. You know what I mean? That's yep. Because, like... That's why when I saw that, I he, I saw that Nick posted this. I was like, I'm in on this. You know, it's been a while. It's been a long time coming. And I try to post about it on, on social media a little bit, like, you know, about, you know, suicide, about mental health. You know, most people kind of pass it by, like, oh, whatever, you know, skip, whatever. It's not a big deal. But it's a massive right. deal. That's big. Yeah. So It's bigger it's than it. people think. It, it is. So clearly, not clearly because I haven't said anything yet, We've had different, way different upbringings. So mine was semi-normal. But as Quake and I talked before, the, the only oddity of my upbringing was my dad was a hell's angel. So I saw shit okay. I shouldn't have seen. I, you know what I mean? So I saw things as my dad did everything for my mom, right? It was work all day, cook, clean do his thing, right, and help her out every, every every which way he could. But because of my dad's past and because of what he was feared for, I had to be like that as a man. I'm like, oh, so I need to cook, clean, do everything, but I need all these people to be afraid of me. So what do I have to do to, to, to have these people be afraid of me? I'm 14 years old. I'm 5'5", five, five, 110 pounds in Oakland, trying to be a big dog. <laughs> like, yeah, That didn't work out very well. So... I put myself into situations that I didn't fucking need to be into. Right. So my first thought it was right. I I thought I had to. And yeah, my first, and this is why suicide is such a big thing with me. Ironically, I don't talk to my sister anymore, but when I was a freshman in high school, she was a senior. She tried to kill herself and my parents would go to work super early, wake us up before they left. And my sister wouldn't get up. And so I'm like, God damn it, you know, go in a room, wake up, we're going to be late to school, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to get in trouble because I didn't wake you up, you know, all this shit. 
and then everything just spiraled. Wow. You know what I mean? So she's fine. Um, she's married. I think she has three or four kids now. So she's, she's great now. But at the time, she was at a low point in her life for whatever it is she was going through. I don't know what she was going through. My parents shielded me from all of that because she wrote all of his letters. Um, but that was my first stint with suicide. Now, I mean, obviously, you fast forward 20 years now, I've, I've lost three people to suicide over that course of time. It never gets easier. It's not supposed to get easier. And, you but know. you just, you never know what people, I don't want to say can't get over because there are certain things like your life, you shouldn't get over it. That's not like your hamster died. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That, that's a, that's a, that, that, that's your life, bro. Like you have to find peace with it. So you're a better man, which you are. And you're the father to your daughter that you needed when you were a kid. And that's a that that's a great fucking thing, but it's it's hard to just appreciate. Everybody has a struggle. Yeah, you know what I mean. And that's and and the the funny part is, or not the funny part, the part that I'm actually glad that all three of us are here. We're all ethnically different. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure mental health is looked at across the the board the same fucking way just said differently you know what i mean yeah (laughs) um so i almost i almost jumped off a bridge years ago what the fuck so yeah like to to go like to this what led us to it um my mom died in 2010 on her birthday and it was sudden and it shook my world upside down. And like, I didn't know what was what. So not only I lost everything in like what, you know what I mean? Like you lose the sense of like what, like kind of like life is. Cause like, it's different when you lose like, your mother if you're close to her because it's like Mm -hmm. she gave birth to you so that connection is gone and my sense was because of past things like she was the only person that understood me so i lost my my mom i lost my job i switched out of retail i was an electrician well i was a laborer then i was an electrician i thought i was terrible at it i got laid off you know what i mean nothing is going right you know what i mean and it just seemed plausible. So I go and sit literally on a bridge over 495. And like, I'm sitting there and I get a phone, I get a, I get a a text and it's from a friend, Courtney favors. She's like, wait, I see what you've been posting. I just want to tell you, I love you. And that I love you got me to stand up and walk away and start crying. Cause I was like, damn, somebody loves me. You know what I mean? And so like, you never know. You know what I mean? That's, that's what I'm saying. Like, you never know. Like, like someone might want to reach out to you just because you know what I mean? Or just be open with somebody because of hearing your story. Like, because hearing this made me more comfortable to even speak on it. You know what I mean? I usually keep that to myself. I don't really, I just try to keep it funny, but you know what I mean? It's like, it's a real thing. And like, especially being in the black community 
because they tell you nothing's wrong with you. You know what I mean? That's what you hear yep. in the black community. Ain't nothing wrong with you, man. Oh, he's just crazy. You know what I mean? It ain't no real, like, or he just want attention. It's no real, let's see what's going that's, on. That's what we hear a lot, is you just right, want attention. Right there. Yeah. That's it. Yep. I, you, you just want attention. That, that's and, it right there. And, you just want attention. And, you, and the craziest thing is that men are raised to not look for attention. So why the hell would we want it? Right. <laughs> Nah, and that I think that that this right here is the one of the few beneficial things of social media. There's been people that I've reached out to that I don't talk to, whether it's followers of my brand or whatever, because I I pay attention, bro. And same shit. I might not know you, but if I see some shit that normally your shit is 95% funny or it's comical, work related, and all of a sudden it's like hella dark. Hey, you good? <laughs> like, uh, yeah. what? Here's my DM. Here's my phone number. Like, hit me up. There, there's somebody here that needs you. You know what I mean? So just don't, don't, don't hide from that shit. It doesn't make you less of a man. Doesn't make you less of a woman if you have those thoughts. You know, yeah. uh, everybody goes through it, and that's what people don't understand yeah. is that we're we, like you said, it's nothing wrong with you. You're just seeking attention. I guarantee you, everybody you talk to has had those thoughts before, whether it's. Ah, it's, it'd just be easier if I wasn't here. It would, your life would just be better if I just wasn't around. You know what I mean? And right. it's it's very easy to spiral and to just to live in that fucking rabbit hole. Because at that point, once you're in it, who are you going to trust to pull you out of it? Nobody. Because you know you're mean? just stuck here. Yep. You're the burden. That's why. Yep. Like you're the burden. And that yeah. sucks. But luckily, we know that we're not the burden. Yeah. And yeah. I think that because of because of these right here that that that's how we that's how we've come to the men we are today and that's how we can appreciate everything that we have, everything that we don't and everything we're gonna. And that's right. why it spills into our jobs, our hobbies, our everything. Like Victor, I know that your biggest escape is music and playing the guitar. Yeah. Oh, for sure. That's what keeps me going. And every, that, well, my daughter's number one, it keeps me going. But right. being able to have an outlet and get my mind off of things, guitar, that that speaks volumes for me. Listening to music, going to concerts, and that feeling that everybody's in, you, you, it's like unity. Everybody's there to, for the same thing, to enjoy the show and just escape life. You know, I think, and everybody needs that. Everybody needs to escape, you know, because everybody's going through something that you don't know about. Everybody's has, demons they deal with that they don't talk about but everybody needs to escape that once in a while just that ah yeah this is what i needed i took psychology for fun in my early 20s just because i didn't understand what was going on in my head wow and i wanted to what'd you find that it's normal to think the way that i'm thinking that there's there's ways that i have to cope with shit that's happened in my life from Okay, fuck it. Here's 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 a story that that really that really fucked me up to my core from when I was 15. So everybody had their, you know, quote-unquote girlfriend at the time. Um you go over to your girlfriend's house whatever you think and everything's normal and when I went over to her house, I saw her being assaulted by I think it was her uncle. So again, back to 14-15-year-old Nick, I'm 5'5", 110 pounds. What the fuck am I going to do? But I try to do something. 
And that's when dude just beat the ever loving shit out of me. And just for interjecting. You know what I mean? And that was that was one of the first times I got my ass really whooped. And that's actually why I started fighting. Is that that ain't gonna happen again. <laughs> you try to come to me again, you're gonna get hurt. And I remember I wasn't as I wasn't embarrassed that I got my ass whooped. I felt bad that I, I didn't get there sooner to stop anything. I felt bad that I didn't catch on, but I was fucking 15. But I remember being scared to tell my dad what just happened. Not that he'd be mad that I got my ass whooped, but because I knew who my dad was. And I was like, I don't want to lose my dad. You know what I mean? Like, shit's going to happen. And, uh, you know... Um, I don't know what happened in that situation. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm gonna say it ended, it ended well, uh, but shit like that, dude, and, and that's why I size everybody up that I meet for how am I gonna get out of this situation if shit hits the fan? Because I've been there where you're fucking defenseless and you just, you just gotta sit there and take it, you know, and it fucking, it, it's, it's scary, dude. It's, it's really oh, yeah. fucking scary. And that's why I didn't, and that, that's why, like you said, with, with music, and I'm pretty sure I'm bouncing all over the place, because I don't think I've told anybody that fucking story. Um, with music, when everybody's there for a purpose and a reason, I realized, and from studying and from reading shit, that's why people revert back to the same TV shows, the same movies, the same everything for that normalcy. And that's why, if given the choice of, Nick, what movie do you want to watch? What TV show do you want to watch? Anybody who knows me knows I'm going to pick one of five things because that's where my comfort level is. I don't have to pay attention like it's new, so I'm not paying attention around me. I can still pay attention to what's going on and know everything that's happening on the TV show or the movie, whatever it is, and still be aware of my surroundings. I'm still the guy that if we go to a restaurant, my back is against the wall just so I can watch everything that's around me. You know what I mean? Shit like that never goes away. Yeah. But... The fun fact about that is that's why I'm also never hurt on the job site. Is because I know everything that's fucking happening around me. So. <laughs> see, see, it always has a. It's, it turns out good, man. It, I mean, somewhere, somewhere. has to right somewhere has to, but I, it's 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 very baffling to me, and I think that that. Now I'm to the point because I'm 36 and now I'm starting to just accept the fact that I don't give a fuck that people aren't like, and I'm just, I'm not even going out on a limb, on a limb here. People aren't like us. Nah. And that's the problem. I think that a lot of people have as adults is they explore whatever walk of life you have, whether you're the nicest person in the world, the biggest asshole in the world, you assume everybody's like you. And yeah. when you find out everybody's not like you, now all of a sudden you have a problem. Why? And then obviously you trace back to all their shit and blah, 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 blah. But anything can be traced back to some sort of trauma, some sort of problem. And you can almost generalize people-ish for what it is. The people that need to be in power never had power in their life. You know what I mean? And that's why I'm the type of guy of like, you want to tell me what to do? Okay. <laughs> like, ain't making my day any better or any worse there, guy. Like, it's... <laughs> Once that two thirty hits, I ain't talking to you anymore. Guess what? <laughs> right. And hey, once Friday hits, guess what again? Right. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> right. Tell me what you want, man. <laughs> I 
with uh, I got a I got the story about um, it's not a good story, but it's about suicide. So still, as as a kid, um, I go outside and um, my neighbor um, he lived I want to say two houses down from me, and uh, it was. Uh, his name was Albert, and um, he had a he had a, his own company for upholsteries for interiors. I remember this. My brother was really good friends with them. I knew his little brother, and I go out there one day, and he's hanging from a tree. Mm. You know, I'm young, and um, years later, I, I mean, I saw it. You know, I scared. I go run inside, tell my grandma. She tells me to. Just, Go back to the garage. She shouldn't be outside, anyways. So he goes, does such and such. You know, I ambulance and everything. I hear screams, all that, all that shit. That, you know, that comes with it. And um, years later, I asked my brother about it, and his is the smallest thing set him off. His his girlfriend left him, and he couldn't live no more. So he left. You know, he left his mom, his brothers, his sisters, everything behind because a girl left him. And I don't know how deep it was with them, but. As a kid, to see that, that's it, not a pleasant sight to see someone you know no. hanging from a tree. No. Uh, no. So was, yeah. let me ask you guys this, because I think we're, we're, I think we we've all been there and thought about it and and heard this. When it comes to suicide, is it selfish? People say it is it's super selfish that you're going to go to hell God doesn't you know approve um, I feel like some people feel like there's no other way out but suicide you know but it's like it's like you're going back to no one likes me no one loves me um, you got that text you know saved you maybe he needed that and couldn't find that and felt no one loved him anymore and you know did what he felt was right do I feel it's selfish borderline yes and no I mean you never know what someone's going through at that mind, their mindset to feel like that's their only way for the pain to go away. So I'm, I'm, I'm borderline yes and no on that. Ooh. Um, I'm kind of borderline yes, though. Because, like, my son was alive when that happened. You know what I mean? And if you think fast forward now, it's like, damn, father I am to him now. You know what I mean? Even then, going through all that, still having to put a brave face on, it would have been bad for him to not have me for however long God wanted me to have me, have me in his life. You know what I mean? Right. As, you know, so it's kind of, right? Kind of. Oh, yeah. But then again, there's a there was there was an instance where I know someone that took his life, right? I don't know them, but I read an article that he took that, that he took his life, right? And his brothers had died, but if all within like a four year period, Ooh. and like his best friend died, and his other best friend died, and then friends of friends keep dying. Where's the rest? Right, right, yeah. If yeah. he can't leave where he lives. He is always going to experience death. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 I don't. I don't feel this is following him. Right. Right. You know what I mean? What about you, Nick? 
I, I guess I'm the yes, same no. way. It's well, trying to put trying trying to put myself in that situation. If that's the only way that I see out for myself, then that's the only way. I don't advocate for it. You know what I mean? But I think it's more selfish for me to say, "Quake, don't do it. I'll be sad." Now, who gives a fuck about my feelings? You know what I mean? And it's like you have so many people that are here. It's like that's more selfish than like what's going on. You know what I mean? It's people immediately make it about themselves or other people. When it comes to kids, that's a different story when they can't understand. And that's where I'm like, okay, like do, do you know, think about your offspring. You know, like you got to think about that as well. Blah blah blah. But if that's if that's your only way out, dude, like depending upon what it is, like real talk, Victor, everything I've been through in my life, you're a lot stronger than me. I didn't have to deal through that when I was fucking five, six years old. I was scraping my knees like a regular fucking kid. You know what I mean? I don't know how I would be. That's a lie. I'd probably be the biggest prick in the world. And the fact that you're not, that just shows that you're a lot stronger than me. You know, and I have the utmost respect for you. And it's... I'm a nice person. Well, I try to be nice to everybody. I try to make sure everybody feels comfortable. Hella tell. I try to make sure everybody's comfortable at all times. I try to to ask, I think, everybody at work, how you doing today? Not, how's work? How you doing today? How are you doing, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's something that I feel that doesn't get asked a lot. It's, It's always like, oh... Are you going to get this done today? Are you going to get that done today? But no one thinks to stop and like, hey, I wonder what they're going through. How are you doing? No, it's the, it's okay? the, how's it going? And then we just live in the dream, which means yeah. I fucking hate it here, but I need to get paid because, yeah. you know, them but bills here, don't bro. stop. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I try to make everybody feel comfortable. But you see, and, strong, and that's the thing. People need more of that than they do anything else i saw i saw a fucking tweet today that was if you replace cancel culture with critical thinking you'd have a lot more people that care instead of just trying to hide what they don't like and if people actually took that second to understand what's different why it's different whether it's looks or thoughts or actions or feelings everything would be fucking unrule or unrule unreal with how easy it would be. Yeah. Just taking that extra step to understand where somebody's coming from, but everybody's married to their opinion now. And sad to say that opinion is be a fucking man and deal with it. I remember I'm in my final year of my apprenticeship. I'm back with the same company I started with, with the same general foreman who, when I first got in said, Nick, I need you to drill and tap this transformer. I'm like, that's live. He's like, you can't be a pussy and an electrician at the same time. I'm going to be a pussy. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Not going to do that. And he goes, fuck it, I'll do it. I was like, cool. Almost five years later, back on his site, hey, don't lean over your ladder like that because you're going to fall and get hurt. Huh? (laughs) Are you the same guy? (laughs) Right. What happened to you? (laughs) Experience. Something happened. Experience. Right. And that was... That was me <laughs> holding him to his past from what I remember. Right. And that wasn't letting that was that was me not letting him grow, even though he's gonna retire soon, so he's an older man. That was me holding him to the past that I remember him for. And I'd yeah, be pissed true. if he 
held me to my first bracket years of not knowing what the fuck it was and doing everything ass backwards. So I can't expect people to understand that I'm growing and I'm changing every fucking day when I'm holding everybody to the same that I knew them five fucking years ago. You know, if you look at all the pictures from grandparents, great grandparents, I'll bet you that everybody was smiling, having a great time. Somebody whipped out a camera and they stopped and went and they were a man. And then went back to laughing when that picture was done because you can't show any emotion besides I'm a badass. Right. You know what I mean? And that's the hardest part actually that I have with my brand. To be 100% honest with you. I don't like how a lot of the art with trade work has to be I have the biggest dick, I'm the biggest man, the baddest man out here, what are you going to do about it? I want my shit to be fun and bubbly, bro. Like it's. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. Big facts, man. Agree, one hundred percent. I spent three quarters of my life fighting and trying to survive because I decided I had to be a man and threw myself into some sketchy situations. I don't want to do that anymore, bro. <laughs> like, like, can we just have fun now? When does that happen? <laughs> you know, right. it's it, it's fucking hard, dude, and. Hearing how, hearing how my kids are growing up, that's how you know you're doing well as a parent. My yeah, son, yeah, when he true. was, it, it, dude, I'm talking, he was like third, fourth grade. He's in high school now. He had friends. He had a, he had a buddy. They moved, so they're not together anymore. And spent the night. I was like, dude, why don't you? Why don't your buddy ever come spend the night over here? Well, he's he's embarrassed. I'm like, of me? Like, what the fuck did I do? And it's. He's like, well, no, he still uses a bottle when he goes to sleep. And I was like, oh, okay. He goes, no one knows. He goes, I don't make fun of him. He goes, and that's why he only hangs out with me. I'm like, you don't make fun of him, right? He goes, why would I? Perfect. Like, I didn't have to tell you that. You didn't come to me asking, what do I do, dad? I'm like, okay, so you knew because you wouldn't want to be made fun of. I mean, granted, now he's in high school and he's a dickhead and I want to fight him every day. But that's a completely separate story. So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> started him off right but, your, but your, your kid realizes that he has that that's his he's comfortable with that the kid his yeah. friend is comfortable with the bottle because that's his comfort yeah and your kid realizes that and understands that why would make fun of somebody's comfort zone so check this out everybody has a comfort zone on on my left hand right uh my index finger the inside part of it, well, now it's completely frozen. I can't feel it from when I did propane and a leak like killed all the nerves in my hand or that in that finger. But on the inside of it, there's a fucking pocket. Because when I was a kid, my comfort was sucking my finger. I didn't have my first sleepover until I was 12 years old because I did it till I was 11. And I was too fucking embarrassed to ever go anywhere. I'm like, it's one. I was like, I got to go. I can't spend the night. My, my mom said no. You know what I mean? Like... Cause I knew I'd get ridiculed and I'd get fucking made fun of. And I, you know what I mean? And that's just kids being kids. But oh yeah, I don't know when kids being kids turns into boys being boys turns into men being men. And now it's just perpetuating this uh, fucking culture of that's just what we are because we just give excuses because we don't know how to handle it. Yeah. Which is you're seeking attention, you're crazy, nothing's yeah. wrong with you, get over it because it makes me uncomfortable for you to tell me that you were going to jump off a bridge. I don't know how to handle that, and instead of saying 
I appreciate you telling me. If you need to talk in the future, we can. However, I don't know how to handle that information right now. You know what I mean? Instead of just being a fucking man, or sorry, sorry, being an adult and saying, I don't know how to handle that. It's, let's change that fucking subject, make you feel worse about yourself, because I don't want to feel bad about myself. And it's like, okay, right, why right. the fuck am I more important? You know what I mean? It, right. It's fucking I'm ridiculous. I'm already feeling like shit, so... <laughs> why you not know, kick you while you're down, bro? No, no, no. <laughs> so what are what are coping mechanisms that you guys have uh, to deal with shit now? What do you have, Quake? Um, I know Victor has music. What do you have? I mean, in a sense, music. Um, Yo, you your know, shit's fire. Uh, your shit's fucking <laughs> fire. <laughs> you make music? Oh, uh, yeah, you bro. Make music? I, I, yeah, I rap, man. You know, oh, nice. it took a while to get back after like my mom died but like I've always been poetic always wrote like life and then like I can sit just sit outside and just write you know what I mean what I think people are thinking you know what I mean and like that's that's just the beauty of it I can't draw you know what I mean me neither um, yeah (laughs) yeah right almost agree like yeah wait a minute wait a minute the logo guy told me i can't draw but yeah but um i put my time into my my son too man just being being loving to him you know what i mean trying to be an encourager teach him new things and you know like seeing him just gives me like the utmost joy talking to him finding out how his school's going just you know seeing him grow and grow up and him asking about my life and you know what I mean? Those things, yeah. being able like to watch TV and just, you know, like I thought I went through hell as a kid. I was just holding the doorknob compared to like Victor, like, yo, right. you are super strong. I want to tell you, bro. Like, that's the first thing that popped in my mind. Like, you are a hell of a man and you are a man's man to be standing right here today to be able to talk about this. Yep. But like, thank you. I appreciate that. Most definitely, bro. It's difficult, though. It's difficult. Oh, it's sure. Don't, don't fucking doubt don't, that one bit. Don't think, oh, I'm 100, because I'm not, you know? No, no man, no, man. I'm still fucked up. You know, yeah, I still bro, deal bro, with shit that I probably shouldn't deal with no more. I should probably, like, um, I should probably just bury the hatchet as... No, nah, like so I can't bury that. You can't because there are certain there in. are certain things that, that you're going to need in your brain in order to, quote-unquote, move past that. So, that being said, because you were so young, there are things that you locked up that you don't want to remember, that you don't want to think about or see or whatever it is, that there are going to be little things that are like, why is that fire truck yellow? Oh, shit. And it's going to, something's going to spark it. Something small like that. And that's where a lot of depression sits in. Because then all of a sudden, you just, you, you go from being okay, thinking you're great, to where you're not, and now all of a sudden you're 15 feet in this fucking rabbit hole, and you can't find a ladder. You know, it's shit like that, you know what I mean? And of course, you have the fucking phone number, you have the Instagram, you have everything, so you can always hit me up. Um, But that's that's what happens. And that's why I studied, uh, I'm not saying you have this, so don't don't think that at all. That's why I studied, like, personality disorders and shit, too, and that's why people change like, who they are with their their personality changes, and that's why they're if they're normally a woman, all of a sudden they're a big man because that's who protected them through their trauma. And any little trigger of aggression would bring that out. So I know for myself, that's why I joke around 
every which way. That's what got me out of getting beat up when I was a kid. I can make people laugh and smile. You ain't going to punch me in the face. So <laughs> what can I do to make you smile? <laughs> For sure. <laughs> you know, it, it, it just never went away. And not that anyone's going to punch me in the face yeah. now, but that's because people say I look intimidating. Um, it's you, you the beard. Think? You I, do. You do. <laughs> No, you do. <laughs> uh, yeah, you no, do. Well, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I would love to have you around. <laughs> and they say I'm intimidated, but I would love to have you around. You know what's like, funny, dude? Is today I had the worst fucking task to do, which is good because they trusted me to do it. So they forgot to put exit signs in this brand new building we're doing on <laughs> every floor in the main stairwell. Nick, I need you to cut it in. So it's three layers of sheetrock three headers and I have to use three quarter pipe to get it out. I'm like, I didn't know I was a fucking magician. So I'm doing it yeah. right. And I'm getting mad, dude. It took me all day to do one. I'm getting mad. And a journeyman comes up to me. I'm still an apprentice. He goes, dude, don't take this the wrong way, but I'm glad you're mad. I'm like, what the fuck is that supposed to mean, bro? Like again, like I'm down. You're just going to kick me. He goes, you're always fucking happy. So I'm glad to see that you're not fucking faking it all the time. And you do get mad. I'm like, you had to say that today because I'm going to go talk about some shit. So it's, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's what I do. You know what I mean? It's, it's, I laugh about it. I sing about it. You know what I mean? It's because I've been in that dark spot and what can you do to get out of it? You know what I mean? And yeah, the only yeah. thing that I found to get out of it is to laugh. And that's why Robin Williams taking his life was the hardest celebrity to die. That That's the hardest one that hit me. And I'm yeah. like, I see False a lot of similarities. Problems. You know what I mean? So I'm like, oh, huh. There's a lot realer than I thought. You know what I mean? And it's like, mm. yeah. so, I don't know. <laughs> I sing on site. You have that's to. A, that's a hit. I sing on site. I sing on site. And yeah, yeah. If you know me and you've worked with me, you know I sing on site. <laughs> and the craziest thing is that I sing gospel music. I won't sing nothing else. There you go. I'll be singing, I'll be in there singing old old Wade in the Water type. You know what I mean? Heavenly There's Highway hymns, huh? <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, I walked out of work. I walked out of one room at work, and these people jumped. I, I forgot it was a PCA meeting, and they're jumping, and they're like, and the, the, the woman is like, "Yeah, that that's that's what's called. There's a leak in this old building." Um, my grandma used to sing that. Yep. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, that's what I do, man. Especially at work, man. I can't write write all the time. Right. So yeah, I sing. Yeah. Yeah, dude. It, it's it's hard. As, but as long as everybody has a way to cope with it, bro. Like it's. Yeah. Well, that's a lie. I, I take that back. As long as everybody has a constructive, good way to cope with it. Don't go home beating people. You know, that's how you cope with it. It's. Yeah. You know, you got to have that nice, let me wind down. And which is ironic because I don't wind down anymore. But. Really? That's how I cope now. So. Oh. By always, not, I'm not running from stuff to keep my mind from thinking. I keep my mind constantly moving to process and to figure shit out easier. So people get very mad and irritated at me because you and I could be sitting across the table from each other. I can be engaging in a conversation with you while I'm listening. And I can tell you everything the person to the right of me is saying. And that's just how my brain processes shit. 
And that's why now throughout day to day, it's I work, I have school, I have my kids, I have my brand, the photography, and now I'm doing this whole fucking magazine thing that I'm going to throw out for the, the women's side of it. You just pile more shit on. Yeah, I don't really sleep a lot, but that's how I cope it works. with it. You know what I mean? It, if, it, if, it ain't, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know? Yeah. I'm sure one day my body's going to be like, nah, we're done. <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> no, I think you're a superhero if you're, for doing all that. So, I mean, you're, you're killing it, man. Yeah, man. Trying to, trying to. But I think that I think job. talking about shit, dude, yeah, yeah. it it creates that fucking that support group. That it's fucking common that people struggle. It's very common. Now that you mentioned yeah. that, it's very common. I was, uh, you know, when you asked me yesterday. You know, let's do it. I so um, I was at work, and I asked a couple people about you know mental health and you know suicide. Asked uh, three coworkers, no four, no was it? No, it was three coworkers. Asked three of them. Asked them all the same question. Have you ever known anyone that's you know attempted suicide or has you know unfortunately you know committed? And everyone, yes, yeah, the hard yes. No, they, they they all get they all get like why are you asking me because no one likes to talk about it. I'm just like I'm just curious, you know. And there's like, well, yeah, my you know, you know, my uncle, my my cousin, my um, mother, my uh, my other friend. It was her friend that you know tried. Everyone knows someone that has dealt with those demons and has attempted or you know committed and. It just sucks because, you know, this is not a good topic to talk about because it's like taboo, like I was saying. Cause it's just like, oh, I, don't, I really want to talk about that at the bad, bad time of my life. It's something that, you know, I don't want to remember. But it's a good thing to remember, I, I feel sometimes, because you learn from stuff like that. You learn like, hey, he, he shouldn't have tried that. He, one of my friends, it was, I want to say it was, it was hung himself and his mom for some reason went into the room and for some reason god must have been on his side and his mom's side there was scissors right there to chop the shoelaces so he can fall damn i don't know how long he was hanging but she said he's fine he's fine and you know she still talks to him you know he has some issues he still deals with but overall he's he's learned from it and you know he appreciates life more you know he's happy his mom walked into the room because he wouldn't be experiencing all his nieces all his nephews all these you know family vacations that you know he was trying to take for himself because he was in a bad place right you know so- and i had another friend um um second so use his name uh friend anthony um his dad passed away on july 20th which is it's a sad day for me as well, and more sad for him. You know, it's um, his dad passed away. You know, he um, ended up getting a real bad drinking problem, gained a lot of weight. You know, just hated life. I, and I, and he told me today because we we're talking about it because I was telling him I was going on a podcast, and he was we we're talking about it. And he was want to say I just want to say thank you because if you weren't there to always say hey what's going on hey you okay you know he's like, I don't know where I would be. You know, so thank you from the bottom of my heart because I was in a real fucked up place and you helped me through that, you know. 
And for me, that made me feel great because I made a difference in yeah. someone's life who right. um, felt they weren't worth living because their dad passed away and felt they had nothing to live for. Yeah. And that really hit me pretty good yeah. today. I felt so good when he told me that. I was just like, wow. Like, he never told me that before. He was just like, I never tell anybody, but thank you for being there for me when I needed someone and I didn't really have anybody to talk to. And I think that that right there that is huge. Feel really good, you know. You should feel you should feel great, dude. And yeah. That right there is a huge thing about why I think things need to change because you never know who's watching and what your actions do to other people. Obviously, you can have the the, the big negative mm-hmm. ramifications, but by checking on people, asking how they're doing, like you've experienced, like Quake experienced with uh, with his homie uh, when she hit him up, you never know when that's going to be somebody's life saving text or phone call or FaceTime whatever it is mm-hmm. and then obviously it makes you feel great so you're going to want to do it again and then hopefully he'll pay attention and check on people and just trickle that down shit rolls down hills i just told quick that today that shit rolls down hills <laughs> uh that, and and th- th- this could be this could be a a great way that it that it rolls downhill and i think that, that that's fucking that's fucking huge dude you know, so uh, props to you on that one because that's that's a feeling that's not going to go away for a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. No, the, when, he's, when he told me that today, I felt like I was like, a, I felt like I was uh, Michael Landon on Highway to Heaven. Like, I, I helped him, I saved him, you know? <laughs> you know? That's just how I felt. I was, and he, because he, he's really, we, we always joke around, he loves music, he loves alternative rock, you know? So he loves Blink-182, you know? Oh, you, you, know, know. We, you know, we always talk about Mark, Mark Hoppus, you know, he's going through cancer, so, you know, it's, that we always talk about, you know, it really hits him, you know, that's like his band from you know, his childhood. So we always connected with music. And when his dad passed, you know, I think it could, we brought us more together because he needed someone to talk to and he didn't know who to talk to. And right. I guess I made it easy for him. I'm not trying to praise myself for anything, but I always checked on him and I still do. He's always like, hey, what's up? I'm always same thing every morning I get with him. How you doing, man? How's everything? He's like, I'm good, man. Thanks for asking. You know, you know, we got to get work done today. You know, I right. got this, this, this. You know, all these tasks, but you know, it's gonna be a good day, man. I'm happy you're here. You know, I'm really happy to see you today. So, Victor, I got two questions for you. One is very, very off topic, and the other one is very, very on topic. Which one would you want first? Okay. You want let's off? Do, uh, let's do. Let's do off topic. Let's throw it off the subject. Off topic. Okay. You play guitar. Okay. I asked yes. Quake this question. I think two days ago. Oh. Okay. Oh. Out of these three, these three guitarists, okay. Out of these three guitarists, how do you rank them? Hendrix, Santana, and Slash. And Slash. Ooh, I just saw Guns N' Roses two weeks ago. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty badass. Um, So, (laughs) great show. I bet. Really great show. That's my favorite. That's my favorite. Don't ask me. Damn. You're oh, so dude. lucky, man. Hey, if you get an opportunity to see them, see them. I mean, I went solely to see Slash. Cause right. I've never That's seen what I'm saying. I'm and... only going in to do that. Right. Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> he killed it. I'll, I'll get your number later, and I will send you the videos of Slash solos. I was blown away by how fast his fucking fingers moved. Dude, I'm like, I'll never oh, yeah. be that fucking good. <laughs> you know? Right. Oh, man. Okay, so... Let's rank these. Let's rank these three musicians. Okay, Hendrick played out of tune almost every show. He he played in a B flat, which is a weird tuning, but it worked for him because he got down. I love Jimi Hendrix. Santana, 
badass, you know, Latino artist slash killer rock and roll artist to this day. Um, but how to rank all three? Fuck, this is hard. Um, <laughs> this is really difficult, actually. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna have to go with Jimmy. Jimmy's gonna be number one for me just because of the fact it roots back to my mom. That was first CD she bought me was Eric Bird and the Animals. There you go. Second CD she ever okay. bought me was Jimmy Jimmy Hendrix the Experience and the uh, Experience. You know, yeah. And first song I put on all along the Watchtower. I was like, whoa, oh, this dude's badass. Yeah. You know, right, right. Followed. I think the next track was Purple Haze. You know, followed. You know, this this is all his hits. This is his greatest hits. Yeah. You know, Little Wing. You know, but one of my favorite songs from Jimmy Hendrix probably if Six Was Nine. Okay. That's a great song that I feel that is not exposed. Everybody knows all along the watchtower. Everybody knows Purple Haze. Everybody knows, you know, Hey Joe. If you had an opportunity to listen to If Six Was Nine, it's a okay. great song. Yeah. So I'm going to have to go with him number one. Number two. Um, it's, I'm going to be biased at the moment. It's because I, I saw him recently, so it's going to be Slash. Because <laughs> I've never seen Santana live. I've had, I had the opportunity to go, but I, for some oddball reason, I didn't go. Seeing Slash live, made me realize like I need to practice a lot more <laughs> that dude can get down I mean just from his his solos alone are just like phenomenal he's never off 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 key he's always in the right um was it right keys in the right um tone it's just it's amazing I, it's fucking amazing man I can't describe it as him his solo on what did he do his solo on he went off mm-hmm. for a minute it was November mm-hmm. rain November rain. There it he, is. He hit that one, and that solo was just so amazing. And then he did a solo, like it's just the, the song is called "Slash a Solo." It's just fucking phenomenal, dude. Like it's fucking amazing. He's he's badass guitarist, dude. Like a legend, like true legend. So I'm gonna go with him and Santana. I'm sorry, you're gonna be number three. There's really no time. bad. There's really no bad way to answer that question. You know what I mean? Right. No. Right. So. Now back they're all, on topic. They're all amazing artists. Oh, for sure are, for sure are. Um, so back on topic, it's kind of a two-parter. Have you okay. ever read the story? Uh, it's like a three-book series, a child called it. A child called it. I have not. So I, I don't want to say it's my favorite one, but this is the this is what got me into, and it, your story reminded me of it. Of uh, it's what got me into psychology. Um. I think it's the number two worst documented case of child abuse in California. Okay. Um, and your story resonates a lot with that, which leads me to the question. Have you ever thought about doing a podcast or a book to share your story for where you came from to where you are? Um, no, until you posted about mental illness and I felt comfortable because I know you, but I, you know, I've met you once, but yeah. I've, I've followed, we've followed each other for years. So I've seen you grow, you know, your children grow. It's kind of like, you know, yeah, you know, we're friends on social media and sure. I feel like it goes deeper than that. Cause hundred percent does now. We are now. <laughs> yeah. You know? And so, yeah, I, that's what got me thinking. Cause I've always wanted to tell my story. Cause when I do tell people, they're just like, what the fuck? Like, you grew up that way? And I was like, yeah. Like, they're like, 
that's impossible. Like, I'm just like, yeah, that's how I grew up. I thought that was normal. I thought yeah, kids were supposed to fucking pull weeds all night. I thought you were supposed to shit in a can. I thought, you know, it was normal to have, you know, your dad not in your, the picture and not wanting anything to do with you. Right. I thought that was just like, okay, that's everybody, you know? Right. Growing, getting older and realizing that, hey, I want to be there for my, my daughter's life. You know, I don't want to be that guy who's don't even acknowledge you because, you know, I'm going to put it, put him on blast. His name is Scott. And he's a fucking douchebag. Fuck him. Yeah. I'll tell you why. 100%. So, when I was a kid, before I was born, he left my mom. So, my mom went to court because, you know, we're, you know, from poverty. You know, he sat at San Jose. You know, my mom was an alcoholic. She didn't really have, she couldn't really hold down the job. My mom was, my mom was a Rolling Stone. She was a hippie, you know, from, you know, 60, 70. She was a fucking hippie. So she got into drugs at a young age. You know, she got used to get beat by her husband. Her, not my dad, but my brother's uh, dad. She used to get beat by him. She moved to Montana. And he used to beat the shit out of her. And she was telling me these stories that I never knew. And I was, I was like, fuck. And, you know, not to be me, but no wonder my, my mom has issues. You know, she used to get beat by him. And she told me that her way out of that was... She used to work at this restaurant in Montana, and so it's she. Um, they knew that you know she used to get beat. She'd come to work with black eyes. You know, it's fucked up, and um, so my grandma sent her money to get out of there. My uh, older brother Jeremy to go from Montana to back to you know California, and she didn't really have nowhere to go. She because. She lived with him and she went to work and he was really honored. He would take it to work, you know, pick her up because he wanted her. He controlled her. That was his, his way of, of, you know, being a, a guy, I guess, is controlling. So her work knew about everything and she told her boss and her boss said, okay, here's what we're going to do. He dropped her off and they put her in the back. Like, you're not going to be on the floor at all. You're going to be to work at restaurants. You're going to be the back the whole time. So when it came to, you know, quitting time, he came to pick her up. There's like, oh, she left. And he was like, what do you mean she left? You know, she, oh, she left about an hour ago. Do you know where she went? No. Really, she was in the back. And he was like, well, can I look around? It's like, you can't be back here. You know, employees only. Well, I need to find Inez, you know. Sorry, you can't go back there. You know, I'm going to call you for trespassing. So he ends up leaving. They take her to the Greyhound station that night. She gets on the Greyhound and phew, off to California. You know, so where was I? So my mom gets back. You meet some my dad, and um, you know she has you know my sister first. You know, and he was a, he he liked to party too. He you know, he had the truck business, like party. He liked to do you know, like to do drugs. You know, this is what the late seventies, early eighties. Now we're going into, and he was pregnant with she was pregnant with me, and he decides you know what. You're not fun no more. I don't want to be with you. So he leaves my mom. So now my mom has two kids and she's pregnant. And she's back at my grandma's house and goes to court, all these things. And um, ends up happening. He's like, those are not my kids. You know, I remember she was, you know, she was cheating on me, all these mama jumbo, all this bullshit. And judge pulls a DNA test. He's like, you're full of shit. These are your kids. Like my sister looks just like him so you know, the judge is like you know stop lying so what ended up happening he had to pay all this child support you know he was wealthy guy so he was paying you know back in the 
eighties, nineties, you know, a couple grand, you know, that's a lot, you know, back then. And as I get older, you know, I don't know who this dude is. I never met him in my life. Not once. Never seen him. Never fucking had a picture with him. Nothing. Never seen him because he wasn't there. As I get older, I have a kid. I have my daughter, um, Jennifer. And my daughter asked me one time, it's like, Dad, where's your dad at? And I was like, um, I don't know him. You know, she said, oh, okay. She's like, well, because I know Grant, you know, my nana with my mom. And, you know, she knows, you know, her grandparents. And so... I was going to be like, you know what? I'm going to reach out to this dude. So my sister somehow got his number. So I call, and it, it's 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 funny. This is this is like, I want to say 12 years ago. My daughter was small. She was like six, maybe seven, maybe five, maybe six. And his wife picks up. And I'm like, hi, um, is Scott in? And she's like, really cheerful. Oh, no, he's not in right now. He's still at work. I was like, okay, um. Uh, do you know what time he'll be home? She's like, oh, he'll be home around five or six. Okay, I was like, okay, I'll call back then. She's like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll make sure that I'm like, you know, call back and I'll make sure he's home at that time, da, 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 whatever. I call back maybe like a little after because I want to make sure. She picks up again and she, uh, you know, Scott, I was like, yes, is this the same person? I'm like, yeah, she like, who is this? I'm like, his son. She, her fucking tone went from cheerful to, oh, here. So he gets on the phone. Um, I want nothing to do with this guy. I don't want nothing from him. I'm just like, hey, um, I know you don't, you know, fucking know me, but I just want to let you know you have a granddaughter, you know, in case you're interested. You know, you ain't got nothing to do with me, but I want to let you know that you have a bloodline that's still going, and her name's Jennifer, and she asked about you, and I wanted to see if you wanted to connect with her in some way because she's curious. I'll never forget his fucking words. You're not my son. That's not my daughter. Please don't call my family again. I have a family of my own. You're nothing to me. Your mom was something else, and you're not my child. Okay? So please forget this number. Forget who I am. Wow. So that hurt me. I never told my daughter that he said, you know, he didn't want nothing to do with you. I was like, oh, I couldn't get a hold of him. So, okay, you know, whatever. So we're going to um, flash forward um, maybe um, six, seven years ago. I get this uh, phone call from a girl named Robin. And um, she um, left me a message said, hey, can you call me back? You know, I want something I want to talk to you about. I call her back. She's talking to me. She said, oh, I just want to um, let you know I'm Scott's sister. I'm Robin. I was like, oh, who? She's like, your dad. I was like, oh. Hi, you know, how are you? She's like, can we meet? I was like, yeah, no problem. So we meet um, down kind of where I live and we're talking. And she's like, she's telling me all these stories about my mom that she she knew my mom. And I'm just like, wow, like you really are fucking Scott's sister. And she was like, he says that I you know, she found out that he had two kids that he never acknowledged. And she wanted to get to know because she thought it wasn't his right to neglect her from knowing her nieces and nephews. So she wanted to, you know, she took it upon herself to reach out. But at the same time, she was a little put off. She was like, do you mind if we do a DNA test? I was, and that put me off a little bit. I was like, I mean, like, yes. I mean, do you not trust me? She's like, no, 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 no. So it's, 
I just need to know. So she's like, I'm willing to pay for it. I'm just like, okay, this is going to be peace of mind, you know. And I told her, shut up. I want nothing from you. Don't think that I'm looking for hands out. You came to me looking, you know, to say hi. Tess comes back, boom. Fucking bloodline. Fucking his. So she's all up in arms about this, that he neglected her. You know, she got in contact with him saying, you know, that's, that's crap that you would do this. You know, you have two kids that you don't even acknowledge. You put your other kids through college while you let these other two kids, you know, basically fend for themselves. Real nice lady. Real nice lady. Sounds she, like um, she, she wanted to get to know my daughter, so she, I let her get to know my daughter. I was a little um, put off at first. I'm just a little scared. Like, I don't know how this is going to work out, but she's really sweet to my daughter. She would ask me, like, do you mind if I buy Jennifer something? Because I don't like and I don't like people buying stuff because I was always I was I taught myself that if you want something go out and get that shit ain't no one gonna give you anything in life you have to you want something go earn it so I was always like mm, she's like please I would like to buy her something it wasn't nothing big it was maybe like a $40 toy or something like that and I was like if you really want to but I'm not forcing your hand she's like no 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 I want to I'm like okay so we all went to the mall bought my daughter a bunch of stuff you know, and I told her, do you want me to pay you back or something? She's like, no. It's like, I'm, I wanted to get to know you guys. I want to get to know your daughter because that's, you know, like my, I was like, what is it, like niece? I don't know. Something like that. But she was a real nice lady and she got to know my daughter. She ended up getting cancer and passing away. So hmm. we, um, we went to her funeral and he was there and I saw him and at first I was to, 30, what, 30, I'm 38 now. That was, what, 35 years ago? That's the first time i ever seen this dude in the flesh. And I'm just like, that motherfucker, ugly, dude. I don't want nothing like him. I'm glad I got my arm behind, you know? I, this dude, no disrespect to anybody, but he has no hair. He's, you know, he's just fucking... Hey, 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 I'm just like, everything that goes through my head, like, wow, like, you're, this is, you're the guy that fucking is like, Fuck you. Like, you're nothing to me. And he has his two daughters with him that he loves very much. So, Robin wrote me this huge letter before she passed away. And I got up front on, on her um, at the funeral and I read it to everybody. I told her, I was flat with everybody. I know everybody don't know who I am, but I'm Robin's, you know, nephew. And, you know, I'm no, I'll probably never see anybody again, but I just want to let it be known that Robin, you know, wrote me this and I read it off to her, to everybody. And her husband came up to me, and he was just like, "Thank you very much. You know, I appreciate you doing that because he hates Scott. He's like, fuck Scott, can't stand that man. There you, go. you know, I appreciate you coming out. You know, praying tribute to my um my wife who passed, and you know, not being a stranger, not being weird, and just be like, oh, she died. Okay, back to normal. Right? Because I'm very um, I I keep it to myself a lot. And a lot of it has to do with my childhood. A lot of it has to do with, you know, no one no one was ever there for me. So I always learned that no one's ever going to be there for me. So I always just kept to myself. Well, that's and not I, true and right I there. Know that, that. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to go ahead and interrupt you. And I'm going to call bullshit right there. Can't say no one's ever going to be there for you. I, th- I I see I see two other cats on this uh on this podcast right now. That yes, just sir. said uh yeah. that's some bullshit. That's so- <laughs> oh, I know. I, I just feel that. We understand your feelings, but... But! (laughs) (laughs) And it made me realize that, you know, there's there's people out there that do 
I do care, you know? And I, yeah, it, it, really, it really made me feel good that somebody who didn't know me wanted to get to know me from even, you know, at a late age in my life and knowing nothing about me, but wanting to hear my stories. They weren't great stories. She was like, you grew up that way? I was like, yeah, you know? She was like, wow. You know, but she was, she was very loving to my daughter. And that, if anything, I don't care if you're, be a douche to me, but you, you're great to my daughter. I mean, that's an, that's an A plus in my book. I can love you forever for that. Right. Yeah, for sure. So why don't, so why don't you do this then? Why don't, why don't, and I don't mean for it to come out this way, but I think that it would be very beneficial for you and people that listen if you do a Joe Dirt style <laughs> rundown of your story. You yeah. know what I mean? Like Real we we can, I'll I'll help you facilitate that, bro. Like we can we can plan it out. It could be on shooting blanks. We can start um, your own avenue for it because everything mm-hmm. that that you've been through, I guarantee you, you will reach people like your homie Anthony, and that was yeah. his name, right? And yeah, Anthony, they will love and respect you for having the courage to be vulnerable that's something that is an achievement that in my 36 years on this earth i have not unlocked yet unless it has to do with my kids i have no fucking idea how to be vulnerable in any way shape or form i'm like that scene in um stepbrothers when they're gonna hug for the first time and they start punching each other because they don't know what to do that's where i'm at when it comes to being vulnerable because i don't know what to do so because you know how to and you're opening up a lot quicker than I do um, I have a lot more respect for you not that I didn't have respect for you before but you know what I mean um, I think yeah, that, no, I get it. that would be huge to reach a lot of fucking people to put it out there whether it's that That's why or write it, write it down you know? like, like make, make a fucking book out of it bro to, to get all the details out or do, do something because I think People need to hear your story to understand. Damn, he went through and it too. Like and look a, at him. I'm not trying to throw sob stories out there. I'm just—it's just for me. It was just a part of life, you know. It's just how I grew up, you know. We came on here to talk about mental health, so you know, here I am. You know, I'm, I'm talking about it. You know, I'm yeah. talking about my childhood that's so fucked up, and you know, growing up as a teenager even more fucked up. And I'm willing to do what it takes to make other people feel comfortable with coming on, and be like, hey, you know what? I'm, I'm still alive from Jesse Leach kill such a gate, but I'm broken too. You know, I'm not all there, but I, I I get through it every day. But see, the thing is too, right? The fact that you came on and started venting that can help somebody too. Hundred percent. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Because you said, "Man, all right, I'm comfortable enough," and your comfortability made me comfortable enough, made Nick comfortable enough. We're all comfortable. You know what I mean? To just keep speaking. Yeah. Now, yeah. if somebody hears your story, you know what I mean? What if they were going to therapy and they don't want to talk and don't say anything, but then they hear you and it's like, you know what? I'm going to give it a shot. Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, you can have yeah. that much impact. Because, bro, like, there are people who go through things like what you go through, like you have gone through. And just to, like, even if they haven't, and there's just a heartbreak that they can touch on and gravitate towards that man and how you've overcome it man like your strength is uncanny man i just i'm like i'm blown away 
to be honest with yeah. you, man. The fact that you go to work every day and that's how they're like people are doing. You know what I mean? I try to be nice, but like I ain't got that hi, how you doing for everybody. You know right. what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I try to be nice to everybody, different. man. Yeah, I and I, I work. I feel like we're like a family at work. We all look out for one another. Everybody has. It's like a camaraderie. camaraderie Sounds like there. your union, Everybody's, huh? Yeah, fuck my union, oh though. My my union <laughs> Here we go, union boys. <laughs> my union, my union blows. My union don't look out for us for shit. I feel like they're in bed with my company. There you go. You know. But at the end of the day, uh, it's, do I like what I do? Yeah. Do I love the people I work with? Most definitely. They all make me feel comfortable and I hope, and I hope I make them feel comfortable enough to, you know, come out one day and be like, Hey, you know what, Victor, like Anthony did. Thank you. You know, I'm not looking for, um, you know, all this praise, like I was saying, but I like to make people feel good. Even if I'm having a shit day, I won't show it, but I'll make sure I'm trying to be as positive as I can. And I, I try to, I, try to be a very positive person dude and, and realistically day. if this podcast gets no fucking hits no fucking views i don't care i'm glad that no. we were able to sit down kind of and talk and get yeah, some shit same. out and i'm sure i think all three of us at one point said i don't know if i ever said this story before and we all just put it out there recorded it and i'm gonna put it up on the internet so that's huge for all three of us right there and I think, and yeah, I want to thank both of you guys for doing that and for being on board to, to speaking on it on personal experiences and listening to everybody else's, and hopefully, this doesn't just stop. You know what I mean? Oh no, man! Please, like, hey, Victor, man, please, please, Nick, please, because like, I want to hear, I want to hear, because we already started touching on that, like when we did our our. Our, our episode together yep, yep. and you were like yo I grew up different and I was like yeah well I grew up different too you know what I mean and like all those differences it, it, st- it had an impact on us in negative and positive ways and even still it's just it's beautiful to listen to your train of mind you, you know your train of thought Victor's train of thought you know what I mean like yeah. it is man I'm all over it the is, place man. we all are <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's I'm trying to get that's a story hard. out and I'm just like I lose train of thought I'm like what was that oh yeah okay it's just because I have so much built up that happened twice just, to me on this podcast and I had no idea where I was at so I know there's like at least two stories that I said and you're like Nick that didn't make any fucking sense yeah because I forgot <laughs> where I was going and I just had yeah. to just end it like <laughs> yeah hey look look we, it's not like we're reading the script fuck nah, that I'm no it, it's I'm real just, see what I'm saying I'm not living all so, this shit but and I'm having dude, fun doing it. I do want to say that out of everybody that I know, uh, for at least for the last, we'll we'll call it the last two years, um, Quake, you've been consistent with stay safe, have a good day, work, bro. Talking, you know what I mean, and I appreciate yeah. that. I respect that, and that is, that goes. Whether I, I, I like the comment or I send one back or whatever, I need to tell you man to man that that goes a lot further than what you know. Thanks, bro. You know what Thanks, I mean? Bro. So I, just... I, I very much so appreciate that, and that's beneficial, you know? Really I'd like bro. to say one thing to Quake as well. Um, I know this is our first time interacting with each other, but you telling that story and 
hearing mine, I felt like there's a connection now, and I feel like it'll grow from there. You know, yeah, it's, for sure. It's difficult to talk about what you you know you discussed about the bridge and having that one yeah. friend that reached out to you. That's something that resonates with you and resonates with me now because I understand and I. It's hard to speak about. You know, I hope we can become friends now because of this. Oh yeah, you know? for sure, man. We locked in, bro. We're locked in. There's <laughs> not a there's not a thing about like not going to change. Right. Oh, like and the thing that I meant to add was like. I hadn't talked to Benny in like 10 years. I don't know how she got my number. Damn, really? Yeah. That is. To, the, that to is this day, right there. I don't remember. And like sometimes I'll just sit there randomly just in life and be like, and hit her and be like, thank you. She's like, for what? Thank you. Right? Just thank you. Just thank you. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. Nick, you a real one, bro. You know what I mean? We 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 kept in contact. We talked consistently, and like, yeah, like there's stuff that I've talked to you about that I don't, you know what I mean? I don't I don't open up on on the internet, man. We on the internet, you know what I'm saying? That shit stays forever. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That shit stays forever. Like, if somebody don't want to delete some shit, it's there. It's there. You know what I mean? And yeah. like, we talk for real. You know what I mean? I'm, I and it's it's kind of crazy because I'll go through something and be like, you know what? I'm about to hit you up, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, and I hit you and I talk. And say like, I got that same vibe with you, Victor. Like, it's the same thing. Like, just from like the openness, it's just like, yo, yeah, I can be open with you. So we definitely going to rap for 100%. sure, man. Yeah. 100%. I'll play guitar on one of your, on one of your tracks. I'll, I'll do the guitar. I'll uh, send it to you. Uh, look at that. Yeah, man, that'll be an honor for real. Like, I'm dead yeah. ass. That'll be an honor for real. I'd love that. Yeah. Fucking A. I'd love that. Well, it's shit. gonna be a sad tune because I play a lot of sad tunes, but it'll hey, be fun. look, I would, if, as long as you make it sadly cinematic, we in there. We in there. <laughs> it's gonna be good. Really? The collab's in the making. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you. <laughs> well, shit. Let's uh, let, let's put a pin in this now because it's uh, we're at an hour and a half now. Um, okay. And I don't know where the fuck the time went. Um, no, me neither. Honestly, I thought it's been like thirty minutes. Right. <laughs> so we can. Uh, I want. I want to touch base more on it, and then what I'll do is from now I'll make sure that I make more notes in my phone about struggles that I have or that I experience or people share with me to bring because I know I miss a lot. So um, we'll do this again within yeah, the next within the, within the next couple days. Um, oh, for sure. Yeah, let's do this again. And then we'll uh, we'll we'll pick back up. And then if we need to bring more people or swap people, whatever it is, I'm I'm down. I know I got another one with. Um, I worked. I was her boss, dude. I was. Fun fact about Nick, I was the manager of a Christian clothing store in the mall, and she was one of my employees. <laughs> right. Was it that right? OTW store? Yeah, yeah. OTW, right? Yep, yeah. Yep. Oh uh, my god! Out of this world, bro, bro. Nick, Nick, Nick's led a life. <laughs> well, your daddy was a hell's angel, and you worked at a Christian clothing store. My daddy was a preacher. I never thought about that, but <laughs> I mean, I mean, you know, I got Philippians right there, bro. Oh, okay. You know, okay. I got I got Galatians there goes, right there. Bro. You know, there it goes. <laughs> uh, but I was talking to her, dude, and she wound up moving to Arizona. She wound. She was uh, when I when I knew her when I would saw her. She was perfectly fine. Now she has MS, and she, but she became an actress, so she wants to talk about the mental health aspect of it too, from dealing with her health declining and climbing back up. So she'd be cool too. 
Um, there's going to be a lot of things that I want to intertwine in this, and I think that this will be a good jumping point. And especially with the outpour of people that hit up that post and then hit me up that said, thank you for bringing that up. It's ignored a lot. Men's mental health, mental health in general is ignored a lot. It needs to be talked about. So what I want to do, and this is a challenge for you guys, is what's the next time we talk, what's something that as men we can do to help and lift each other up if we see somebody hurting and they don't want to talk about it or they don't want to deal with it. You know what I mean? So think about that and then we'll figure something out so that that way we can talk about it and then hopefully translate that over into our work life, our personal life, our friends, family, all that shit. And uh, yes, we'll start a fucking change. You know what I mean? That's as simple sure. as that. We'll start a fucking change. So For sure. What it does. Right on. I'm okay with that. That sounds great. I'm Done. always about getting that awareness out there like you said it's ignored a lot especially with men act you know be a man fucking shouldn't be sad you shouldn't be fucking like that but hey right everybody goes through something man and you can't get over it sometimes and it just fucking sucks that people just tell you walk right over you about it like oh i don't want to hear about it like no don't push that off on me because that's usually how it ends up being like you want to open up to somebody and they really don't want to absorb it they're like uh don't really want to go there with you yeah yeah it's it, it's true man and the, the 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 best thing that i've heard that i've stuck to is it's okay to not be okay yep. you know what i mean yeah. simple as that so yo you know who told me that uh sparky sean 58 really yeah okay because i was in the i was in the dungeons last year because i was in florida and my mom my mom passed on her birthday i know i touched on that yeah. But she passed on her birthday, so I like to, like, be around my son. You know what I mean? Or my brother. You know yeah. what I mean? And I was just down there by myself. Shit. You know what I mean? And, he, and I was like, I was like, bro, I'm just trying to work and work and work. And he hit me. He was like, bro, it's okay to not be okay. I was like, how do you know? I could see it. Damn. All right. And and that gives you the okay to take care of yourself. Man. It's right. all right to take care of yourself, man. Our lives are spent taking care of everything else and everybody else, but sometimes, like, we need to make a routine of taking time for ourselves. Hundred percent to recharge. Yeah, have to. That's true. Have to. That is one hundred percent true. Everybody has an outlet, right? And well, I'm going to tag both of you guys recording. in this post, um, and then if you guys don't mind, and then go ahead. I'll upload for it sure. right now. And then when it's up there, feel free to share. Feel free to get it out there. And then I'll be talking to y'all in the next um, little bit. I'm sure I'll talk to you guys tomorrow or tonight anyways. But uh, yeah. And then we'll set up a time. And it's not – And let me, let me rephrase that. We're not going to set up a time. We're going to make time. So because right. I know that if it's set up time, I'm going to be super fucking busy and I'm going to push it off. It's no disrespect to you guys. That's just what's going to happen. So we're going to have to nail down some time. I'm going to be fucking honest. You guys are going to be like, Nick, we need to do it on these days. And I got it. So All right. um, we'll do as that. As long as it's not this Saturday. That's my concert, Corn with Stain and Fire from the Gods. That's going to be a good concert. Uh, no, dude, show. we can. The only um, videos, Realistically, please. I got photo shoots the next two, three Saturdays. And I have Joe Rogan tomorrow night. Other than that, nice. I'm kind of open. Nice. So, hey, man. Saturday's my only day where I'm busy. Everything else, I'm fine. Cool. Well, then we'll get it, bro. Gentlemen, thank you. Much love, much respect. 
Most definitely, bro. All right. Have a good night, guys. All right, you too, bro. Thank Later. you. It was fun. For sure.